the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. They go for it on fourth and goal. Elliger, plenty of time. Now flushed out. Throws to the end zone. Touchdown, Longhorn. Malcolm X. What a difference the legs of Sam Ellinger can make. Back here on the Cover 3 podcast, back here in the courtroom, we've got another team to uh, to break down in our hurry up, hot seat countdown, which is why we are privileged to welcome here, Mr. Tom Fernelli. Now, Mr. Fernelli, you are uh, out here. Your story on CBSSports.com is up. You can go and, and read it there, where you are discussing the Texas Longhorns. Now... Texas is always so close to being back, and their backness is always measured in the eye of the beholder. So as you took a deep dive into the Longhorns and looked ahead to the season, you know, what's, where is your level of expectation for backness in 2020? Well, Chip, I'm glad you asked. You know, earlier this spring, during the quarantine, our life without sports, when showing old games became the new new games. I rewatched the 2006 Rose Bowl between Texas and USC, one of the greatest games in college football history, and I was I was struck by a realization. Not that it was a great game or not that Finch Young was amazing, but what, what kind of struck me was that that game, that night, Finch Young's performance, Texas winning its first national title in 35 years, as great of a game as that was and as important as it is in Texas football history. The game is also something of a curse. Because as you mentioned, when it comes to Texas, we want to know, is Texas back? But what is Texas supposed to be back to? Because if we look at that time, when it won that national title, that was in the middle of a run with Mac Brown at the helm. That was probably the most successful run that Texas football has ever had in a very long history with plenty of success in the past. For that decade... That decade of dominance where they won 10 games every single season. They averaged over 11 wins per season, and it all culminated in that national title win. And then there was the reach to the national title game against Alabama in which they lost. But that stretch stands out because that is not what Texas had historically been. It had always been a powerhouse in Texas, and you know, in the big eight, the SWC, the Big 12. But it's never really been the national title winning year after year contender, but I feel like that's the kind of, I would say expectation that's placed on it. Whereas if Texas is only, you know, nine and three, it's considered a failure, but based on most of its history, nine and three is a pretty good season for Texas. So I I don't know what Texas being back is. Uh, There's nothing better than when counselor for Nelly comes on the stands and just starts handing us evidence against his clients. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, 
I think I, if, I'll get to how I think they'll do this year in a bit. It's just I, I wanted to start there because that, that the question that was posed to me was how back is Texas? But I don't know what back is for Texas. So back is Big 12 champion. In play in 2020, back, I think. Back is college football playoffs. Not no. so much in play in 2020. Do you think but back so- is college football playoffs, Barton? Do I think that they that if back is college football playoffs that they will be back, or do I think that they have to get to the playoffs to be back? Based on Counselor Fernelli's proposal that college the national championship contention is not part of the Texas football standard, maybe that uh, that college football playoff is necessary for backness. So I think that <laughs> I think that back for Texas is back-to-back Big 12 championships. If they can if they can consistently win Big 12 championships, it's too easy to get to the Big 12 championship game. So I'm not going to give them credit for that. But if they can if they can win a Big 12 championship and then go do it again, regardless of whether or not they're in the playoffs, I will I will hand them their back card. Um but with that in mind, I'm going to I'm going to turn back to Mr. Fernelli and ask you this. You got Sam Ellinger, someone that has been hailed by media members around the country as an iconic Texas quarterback. <laughs> you you've got Bijan Robinson arriving as the number one running back in the country. You've got an a wide receiving group that is talented you've got experience on the offensive line you have significant blue chip talent in your defensive secondary Mm -hmm. why can't this year be the year it could be it it, it legitimately could be I, i i don't i'm not ready to say that it's going to be but i do think that if you look at the big 12 for texas going in this year i I do think there's a good chance that we see Texas get quote unquote back to being a factor nationally, maybe not from a playoff perspective, but from being a real threat in the Big 12 in a conference that, you know, has had Oklahoma, but it hasn't had a threat to Oklahoma in a while. Not a legitimate threat. Like every single year, there's a team that kind of, you know, steps up to fill the role of team Oklahoma beats in the Big 12 championship but there hasn't been a team where you look at it and say, okay, that's that's a team that can compete with Oklahoma. That's the team Oklahoma needs to get past. That's like their quote-unquote, not rival in the traditional football sense, but the rival in the team that we have to get through since. And I think that because of a lot of those things you mentioned, Texas can be that this year because, as we've discussed before on the show, you know they, they made the change at defensive coordinator. You know, Todd Orlando's gone. And Chris Ash has come in from Rutgers. And, you know, we can't really hold Ash's performance as a head coach at Rutgers against him because he'd shown at his time at Ohio State that he was a very good defensive coordinator. And he was on the same staff that, you know, won a national title when Tom Herman was the offensive coordinator. But, you know, you've got Caden Stearns back in that secondary. You've got B.J. Foster back in that secondary. And those are both guys who, you know, missed like at least four games apiece last season. And that's a huge factor. Like if you're in the Big 12 and – your defense is missing key starters in the secondary. 
there's probably not a conference that's worse in the country to be missing key parts of your secondary in than the Big 12. And that's what we saw with Texas last year. And the defense completely fell apart because of it in a lot of ways. But I think we're going to see improvement there regardless of the change at co- on the coaching staff. On the offensive side of the ball, they've brought in Mike Yersich to replace Tim Beck. And I think that's good because I... Yersich's offense, we have seen him have success in the Big 12. He was the offensive coordinator at Oklahoma State for six years. During those six seasons, they averaged 38 points per game and nearly you know, 480 yards per game. So we know what he can do. And we saw what he helped Justin Fields do last year at Ohio State as the passing game coordinator and quarterback coach. So there's reason to believe that that, that can go forward. You mentioned Bijan Robinson, who when you think of Texas football, you think of great running backs through history, whether it's like a Ricky Williams, a Cedric Benson, or Earl Campbell, but there has Jamal Charles. There hasn't been that great running back, that bell cow horse in the last few years, and Bijan Robinson is the guy that could be capable of becoming that guy. And then so you look at all these things, and yeah, this is this is a team that can compete for a Big 12 title. And for me, to get back to the back question, that's what Texas being back is, well, if I, they're winning conference titles. Because throughout the history of this program, this is a program that has won a lot of conference titles. It's only one, I say only, which, you know, put quotes around it, but it's only won four national titles, and three of those came between 1963 and 1970. The only other one was in 2005. So as far as its national title capability, I'm not there yet. I think that if things keep going in the right direction, Yes. Texas is a team that if they're winning the Big 12, then of course, they've got a very good shot of being in the college football playoff and getting a chance at a national title. So I think that this is a team that is ready in 2020 to compete for the Big 12. In fact, right now, Mm -hmm. I would say that the Big 12 championship will be between Oklahoma and Texas. Whether Texas is going to win it, I'm not, I can't, I can't say, but I do think that they're going to get back to this year. So yeah, you you got it out of me. In that sense, I think they're 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 almost back, but they've got to win it to be officially back. I don't think that this is a back qualification, but it certainly is a piece of the puzzle to winning multiple conference championships. Do you believe that this Texas team is going to be able to, you know, not have the the Iowa State loss or the West Virginia loss, the the, lo- yeah. the loss along the way that you're not going to be able to explain like as you look at the schedule are there any trap spots that you're already circling like how how does the season play out as you look at it yeah see that's 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 the thing that that is what it all relies on i I wrote in my post i says you know when i was looking back at 2019 you know you looked at them coming into the season and there was all the hype because they'd beaten georgia in the sugar bowl they started the year in the top 10 and then you know, they had a couple wins against ranked teams, but th- those wins, like, first of all, Kansas State was only ranked at the time because, as Barton predicted, they knocked off Oklahoma. And then there was that win over Utah in the bowl game, which was a lot like Georgia in the bowl game the year before. It's like, yeah, dude, that's a re- it's a highly ranked team. They went there. They kicked their butt. But at the same time, you have to wonder about the motivation for Utah, seeing as how it had, had its playoff hopes dashed, and now it was in the Alamo Bowl, and how excited were they to be there? But what stands out to you more than anything was the losses because they had that seven-point loss to LSU in that thriller early in the season. And although you didn't really know it at the time, when you see how LSU goes on to compete the rest of the year and how it was blowing pretty much everybody out, and you go back and say, man, Texas almost beat that team. And then you see them play Oklahoma, and they lose that game by a touchdown. You say, man, Texas almost beat two playoff teams last year. That gives you the glimpse to what this team can be when it's good. But as you said, Chip, 
there's always the problem with this team is that trap door. They fall through against teams that they're supposed to beat when they kind of lose focus. And that's, I think, what you need to see, because the most frustrating thing about Texas to me the last few years has been the fact that it gets up for big games but to me at times it takes uh, it takes some games for granted and you wonder what this team could be if it would show up every week like it shows up for Oklahoma or like it showed up for LSU or it shows up for Utah and Georgia in those bowl games can they treat South Florida that way can they treat a road trip to Kansas State in early October that way or a road trip to Lubbock against Texas Tech or you know they're going to Lawrence you know that that's not out of the line what happens there when they go play the Jayhawks on the road so it's just <laughs> There, there are so many when you play a round robin schedule in the Big 12, like there aren't you can't take a week off when you have to play everybody and everybody else has to play everybody because you can't really afford to lose. Because especially if you lose to Oklahoma, that's you you can lose to Oklahoma in the regular season and still reach the championship game. But you can't lose to Oklahoma and then lose to Texas Tech or you're putting yourself at a severe risk. So Texas needs to show up week in and week out because talent wise. It's there. It's ready to compete with the rest. You know, it's ready to compete for conference titles, but it has to adapt that kind of, I don't know, that mindset where you can't just show up thinking we're Texas will win this game. Got anything else, Barton? Um, no, that's all I got on Texas. Well, Tom Herman's not on the hot seat yet, but if they, uh, if they don't take care of business, then uh, we might be having those kind of conversations when we do our hot seat hurry up for 2021. You, sir, Tom Fernelli, uh, are off the hot seat. Thank you very much. Whew. You can follow him on Twitter at Tom Fernelli. You can follow him at Barton Simmons. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.